Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Faye. You are listening to I Spit on Your Grave podcast, the Soho <laughs> film it's, special. It's Faye coming out of the West Coast, 8889. Don't touch that dial. You're jealous of my introductory <laughs> skills. I know they are unmatched. So just rein it in a bit. Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. Um, as I've just said, in case you didn't catch that, because my smugness was clearly coming through there. This is our So Home Horror Film Festival edition, where we discuss all the films we watched over the weekend. Um, what happened? What the goss was? Did anybody get hurt? Did anybody cry? How many times did Darren Gaskell cry? <sighs> we know he's going to cry. How many is he? answer all will questions be sorry all will be answer. revealed all will be revealed um before we crack on how are we doing been a while in podcast terms at least in real life it's not been long enough truth although we did do the live pod last week which we've now put out go listen to it if you haven't listened to it it was a lot of fun well two thirds of us could be bothered to show up <laughs> you know that mercer had to go get his clonic irrigation he gets one. He gets one appointment a year. He can't miss it. And it's good that we did it before the next episode because now I'm not full of shit. So everything I say, you can take as gospel. Only been two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm. I'm very well, thank you. Good. Good. Oh, Halloween has sadly now passed, but we're we're nearly on the run up to Christmas, so. By the time people listen to this, we'll be in December and we will be on the, the run-up to the Christmas holidays. Yes, we, and we will try and get a proper episode out. I said proper, a, a proper format episode out before Christmas. Um, but we're just lazy these days. and We're not lazy, we're busy. Okay, yeah, we are busy, but we're also a bit lazy though, aren't we? Because that's just northern personality trait anyway. Is that what it is? All right, Tori. Look at that. <laughs> How fucking dare. Don't you take that back. No, you, you can't, fucking take can't that go back. Around and go, Northern people are lazy. Not this way to be called it a Tory. It was a Christmas joke, Chris. <laughs> it was a Christmas joke. <laughs> Jesus. That age old Christmas joke that Northerners are lazy. Yes. What a bastard. He can't even, he can't even speak Northern. Do you know what I mean? Can we dot cotton or oh load apples and oil? Oh Lord, oh Lord. Anyway, I've I've got I've got whip it. I've got greyhound. I've been watching a lot of stuff recently that I will not bore you with because some of them are rewatchers and some of them are new watchers, which is fantastic. Um, oh, we do need to discuss something in a moment, but we'll get to that. Uh, just to let you know that I've gone through my letterbox today, and so far. This year, I have watched 502 films. <gasps> in October alone, I watched 83 films. Wow. I know. It's never a chore if you love it, is it? I'm lagging behind. I'm on around, I'm around that 240 kind of mark. Amateur hour. But then again, one of us sits at their desk with their phone in front of them, so one of us can't log, log films as being watched. One of us is going to get a call from a manager, maybe. Now, thank you, Chris. So when I'm doing this full time because I got fired, we know who to blame. 
No listeners. We got nothing. We we got nothing to go full time. In terms of new watchers, um, I don't know if you've seen this, Mercer, but we watched Soft and Quiet. Soft and Quiet. Soft yes. and Quiet. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I I, I actually don't even know what it is. Oh. So you don't want to give it away? You don't cause... want to give it away. don't want to give anything away about it. Just go in. Don't read up on it. Go in blind. And then come to us after and we can have a rage-filled discussion. A rage-filled? So you've already given something away. That it's rage-filling. Fueling. To, to the viewer, it, yes. yes. That, that doesn't give okay. a great deal away. But go. I do recommend going and watch it. It is very good. Mm-hmm. Have you watched anything new, Mercer? Um, I did. Uh, yeah. No, I did watch. I actually, I did a cinema trip um, and watched something. Oh. It wasn't a horror. It was. Um, it's called Triangle of Sadness. Okay. I've um, heard of it. It's like on for so long. It's like. I don't know, like nearly three hours or something, two hours or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all right. It's not bad. It's quite fun. Um, it's got an awesome, awesome um, scene on a cruise ship where there's a bad weather and things just don't go to plan. Uh, and it's it's lovely. It's quite a good film. It's fun. Okay. Cool. Is everyone looking forward to Pearl's release in March 2023? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. am. I just, a, just a bizarrely long way, 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 way date to be launching the film or especially to announce the release date for it we've been out in the us nearly a year by the time it comes out of the uk there's been private talks in whatsapp conversations that it's probably or hopefully going to be at glasgow fright fest within the proximity of its release date it just makes sense fair we shall see won't be that long till they're announcing the lineup for that i imagine no it won't no but definitely, I'm like, I can't go this year. No. Need a holiday. Holiday. Mm-hmm. But shall we talk about fest we've actually been to? Yes, no, let's, do that. let's do that. Um, if you don't know Soho Horror Fest, which have you been living under a rock? Um, Mitchell Harrod is a one-man band festival ringmaster. That's about the right way to... He's, yes, he, yeah. he wears many hats. He does, and many costumes, as it were, as well. <laughs> yes. A fantastic intro to this year's uh, this year's festival. Graham Skipper, as per, getting mauled by the cutest dog in existence. Sorry, Willie, he's asleep. He can't judge me for not calling him the cutest dog. Um, and then Mitch came out in a polar bear suit, which killed me. He did, he did. Yeah. I like how you slide over the fact that uh graham skipper called me out for no reason at all in the introduction and i'll never ever ever be the same again (laughs) since that moment do you feel do you feel seen no i feel i feel uh like a villain because it was all about it was all about don't trust one of these people because they're going to be like you know the scum of the earth or a monster or something terrible and then it were me. And I'm like, I'm the loveliest creature that you, I mean, person that you're ever going to meet, right? Yes. Yes, you are, Mercer. Freudian slip there, same creature. 
If anyone was going to have a monster hiding inside them, uh, sir, it would be you. This has had many monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. You are not far (laughs) from the truth. Um... Let's keep it clean, guys. Keep it clean. The reason Mitch was in a giant polar bear outfit, apart from looking damn cool, Uh was leading into the first film, Slashback. Yes. Uh, following tradition with a lot of films this year being alien-themed. Because they have been, haven't yeah. they? There's been a lot of alien films this year, which I am not complaining about. I love an alien film. Um, yeah, Slashback was a lot of fun. Very um, Psycho Gorman child vibe about it, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, because yeah. pretty much an all, an all child cast as they go hunting this shape-shifting alien which is done really well um yeah i was going to open up about how it started and i thought no don't spoil it don't spoil anything for anyone fear ever um but no it's quite good i think what was good about it is uh, good about it what was interesting is it's a first-time director Mm -hmm. and uh, they were all non-actors in the cast pretty much so when someone presents that to you, you kind of go, for fuck's sake, this is going to be awful. But actually, it wasn't awful. Oh, no, it was really good. It was really, the effects were brilliant on it. The story was good with it. I had a blast. Yeah, it was a good, it was a fun opener. As you say, considering the cast were non, non-professional, they were, I found them all entertaining. I didn't, I didn't sit there going, Shit, you can clearly see these are all not actors. I, mm. I found them engaging in the full way through. Yeah, no, it was fun. There, there was quite a lot of um, young talent this year. What with the other ones that we'll go into, um, that yeah, are on the up. I'd say. Shall we? Shall we move on then? I guess is that we're going to fill every well, yeah, the gap. I don't, between, I don't want to give too much away. We're going to fill the gap between every film with just complete silence. Uh, we then moved on to Latin Image, which um, yeah, it was good. It was good. I think it had, it had quite a few fake outs. Maybe one too many fake outs for me. But that's yeah. not to say it's a bad film because it wasn't. No, it was really. Wow. It was well made. It was well acted. I I just say, few too many fake outs. I'm not sure the ending really pays pays off. Yeah, I say I, I, I say I enjoyed it. I don't think I'll get much from going back to revisiting it. Unfortunately, mm. no. Yeah, complete. I, I I actually agree. I thought it was it was it was very well done. Um, you know, you can you can tell the people behind it. Uh, you know, they're good at the craft. They put a lot into it. It's it it's developed from a short film. So, you know, it's not, they probably honed the skills a little bit to, yeah. you know, present something on the big screen. Um, like you, I was a bit like uh, one too many fake arts. And I think, unfortunately, they early on re- kind of give away where the story is going mm-hmm. um, unintentionally with one of the fake arts, I think. So I, I would be like, mm, I, I didn't really get any surprises from it. But yeah. that's not just, uh, like you say, it's not to say it wasn't very well done. I quite enjoyed no, the, the cast. 
Yeah, and it's an interesting concept as well. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, we then went on to Totem, which I was worried about because I, I am, oh, I've matured in my old age and stuff with like shit and go now. I'm a bit, mm, do I really want to be watching that? And I was worried that like Totem looked a bit. Very much in the way that holy shit does though. There's not actually a great deal no. of shit-based humour in it, apart from the fact they go, okay, well, there's the dumb, there's the crapper that they need to, jump through as isn't it disgusting that's pretty much the extent of what yeah shit guy and uh again a, a really interesting concept in a, a time travel film yeah which is what we're doing really well at this this episode is giving literally like a spoiler free and a synopsis free <laughs> explanation <laughs> of the films that we're talking about. Okay. Um, no one's got a single clue what's happening <laughs> in anything right now. I didn't, in my head, everyone knows what I'm talking about and everybody's seen it. Yeah. That's why I'm not yeah. saying it. Okay, right. I, I do I do apologize. I do apologize. So Totem is basically um this guy is encouraged by his therapist to go out to this camping place where a dramatic event happened years earlier to try and rid himself of his demons sort of thing and it turns out that in these woods there is a crap hole crap hole that allows you to travel <laughs> travel through time yeah there you go that's a perfectly good synopsis no that I'm is so a perfectly good synopsis yeah yes and the film itself isn't shit um but it for me, it probably ran a bit longer than it needed to. Yeah. Um, but there were some fun moments in it, um, and it was a it was um from Belgium as well, which also seemed to be a bit of a trend this festival. Quite a lot mm. of quite a lot, maybe three films <laughs> or four films from Belgium, but that's quite a lot. Actually, there's been, there's the been a lot of, of things over the over the course of the year. There's been a lot of foreign horror this year. Um, which has been really up there, to be honest. Like yeah. I, I've not seen levels since like 2010, 2011 in terms of really, really good foreign horror. Um, that makes me sound really bad, doesn't it? I don't mean it like that. No, I know mean, <laughs> no, no, you mean. You mean. So it's like any area. If countries can go through laws with their creative talent. It's, and it's just one of the things that yeah. happen. But as you say, the foreign horror this year, there's been a lot of really strong stuff mm, out there. Absolutely has. And uh, we then moved on to the Teen Screams Midnight Marathon, which we didn't actually know what it was about until the evening of it happening. And it was a collection of three short films, one being longer than the other. Um, one of them being, oh, how do I describe this? A film about a play about Scream. A film about... Scream the oh, musical, yes. scream the play, yes. scream the musical. A documentary about a documentary. The, a documentary about the attempted making of Scream the yes, musical, which looks wild. I cannot wait to see that in full. It was a teaser for it, a long teaser, uh, which I was mm, soaking all that in because it was beautiful. Um, it looks hilarious. It looks so funny and awkward and just everything you want from like a, a documentary or mockumentary, whichever one. It's going to go with. Can't wait to see that. Uh, there was also a. Sh uh, I'm struggling to remember because it's not on the website. I do apologize. There was a sa there was a Sasquatch. Yeah, I still yeah. know what you did last. I well, don't I know, know what you did. Yes, last one. I don't know what you did last one. As he tried to put pull together the plot 
Um, I still know what you did last That's summer. That's it, yes, yes. I was really disappointed that nobody called out Jennifer Love Hewitt as Jennifer Love Huge Tits. Because I would have thought that that gag would have been thrown in there. It's an easy gag, though. I mean, that's What's wrong with an easy gag? This was this was too good to rely on easy gags. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. I'd like them to I'd like them to try to remember lots of different horror films. Uh, and it moved on to one of my favourites of the weekend, being Kappa Kappa Die, which is an ex a, a heavily extended short. I'd say more of a, a small feature. About forty minutes, I think. It was more than that. I thought about an hour. Nah, 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, these girls rock up to their sorority house and they're given tasks to do. And we find out that one of the girls, her sister died in the house and there's some Final Destination style stuff going on. It's just brilliant. I absolutely adored it. I, yeah. It's fun and shiny and a lot of neat deaths. Yes, it really is. It reminds me a lot of Happy Death Day. Yeah, it's got a side colour palette. Yeah. Enjoyed mucho, I did. And, you know, I will give away one part. If anyone's going to die, dying by high heel through the chest is a way to go, I'll just say. Uh, I unfortunately missed the morning of the Gasly Brothers because I was very, very tired. Same. I'm old. So when I got breakfast, they said. But Mercy, you saw it, right? I saw it, yeah. Um, And it's, it's basically about a kid who get, gets sent to a boarding school and there's some spirits there and she enlists the help of the Ghastly Brothers to kind of help uh, rid this school of spirits. It is um, an introductory kind of film to horror. So, you know, like your goosebumps, so you, are you afraid <laughs> of the dark? So things like that. It's definitely, it's that vibe. Um, not going to lie, I watched the trailer for it and thought, fuck me, this looks fucking awful. Um, actually, a lot more fun than I anticipated. Some really cool practical effects, really cool story. Uh, like I say, it definitely did feel like um, an extended Goosebumps. Goosebumps meets Harry Potter. Like, well, that's how I felt about it. Well, I, to be honest, the reason I missed it is because I wasn't well at the start of the festival. Um, but I was tired as well, but I wasn't well. But I did catch, uh, I think, like the last half an hour of that it. That last 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, and it looked very Frighteners. It looked a lot like Frighteners. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the Frighteners. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Doubting myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks a lot like that. It's definitely not aimed at like, uh, like a hardcore horror fan if you're going to get scared. But oh. it is a nice film to take your kids to or your younger kids into to kind of like you know, give them that introduction into this kind of horror world I like before you, like, horror. show them martyrs. <laughs> oh, I love a kidney horror. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on, we then got to the Jessica Cabin, which is, again, one of my favourites of the weekend. It was from, absolutely fantastic. From Daniel Montgomery, who joined, from, who joined us on the yeah. live show the week after at Soho. A man of many talents. Uh, Jessica Cabin is a couple rock-up one is thinking about proposing, one is just being an awful, awful person. And the ghosts inhabiting the house decide that they're not on board with this union. And you, I, I won't tell you what happens from there, because, again, I'm not all about ruining it for people. But it's so, it's so original and just so well done. It is. There's a lot of stuff this year that, as you say, because there's got some really good little twists and turns that, makes it practically impossible to actually 
chat about the film and run run for it. But as you say, it's a really cute, low budget piece of character work. It rem- it's it's weird to say it, but if I was gonna dis- if if I was gonna give an aesthetic to the Jessica cabin, it'd be like a TikTok Halloween filter. It's that kind of feel to me, that no, kind no. of ghosty, spooky. No fair, no. Not everything yeah. is TikTok. You can't tell me no on my opinion, sir. Pull it back. Give your opinion um, now. Go on. I'm not going to give an opinion. Uh, I'm going to give a fact, which is The Jessica Cabin is a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Um, as Daniel described it himself, which I really loved, the um, a queer... Uh, yeah, a queer spirit love story. Yeah, uh, which sounds bizarre for a, a genre festival. Um, and let's be honest, this film doesn't really delve too much, in my opinion, into the world of like scares. No, like, no. it's not an outright no. horror at all. Um, but it is such a lovely ghost story. Mm. Um, left you feeling a little sad and warm. It was a bit confusing, like how to feel about it because you know. But it's I guess that's how they say. feel about I guess that's how they feel about the afterlife as well though. So maybe it's conveying that. And also absolutely hilarious. It was really, really funny oh. as well. Oh yeah. Very, very funny. All leads were fantastic in that. Every single one of them. Make a good lazy Sunday double bill with the ghost weights. It absolutely would. Yes. Oh, or, yeah, or as I works. called it, a gay weights. Don't look at me like that. I'm not saying anything wrong. It's true. Why is it? I don't get it. A gay weights? Oh, you mean the Jessica cabin is a gay weights? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that a ghost weights should be called a gay weights, and that's what threw me. Yeah. I don't don't think he is gay in that film, actually. McLeod. McLeod Andrew. McLeod Andrew? McLeod Andrew, yeah. Andrew, yeah. Anywho, Jessica Cabin, check it out. One of the best of the weekend. Absolutely. We are motoring through these. Because they were so good. But again, I don't want to give a lot away because people need to see them and going cold. So it's all a fun surprise. I hope they, that's one of the things. I hope they all do get a release because you never know. Nah. I'd say nowadays you're more likely to with all the all the streaming services that are are available, it's unlikely that it won't get picked up by someone. I think a lot of them are prime Shudder films. Yeah. yeah. And should be this, picked up by Shudder. The next one, absolutely. So Shaky Shivers mm. was the next one. Next Taxi Off the Rank. And I'll, I'll, I'll lay, oh, lay my flag. Raise my flag. I'm not sure I don't what the expression is. I'll plant, I'll plant my flag in how much I love this film. I thought it was super, absolutely very funny as anything. Again, not not hugely horror-based, far more on the comedy hmm. horror side of things. Not to say there's not a few great jump jump moments that come up. Yeah. What's interesting, interesting though is, like you say, it's not hugely horror, but it's a film that has witches, zombies, werewolves. <laughs> like, it, 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 it throws every bloody trope in there. But again, um, they are, again, they are like the Goosebumps version of these of these creatures. For me, I think... Probably more Barker, but... hmm? 
So slightly more R-rated versions of the Goosebump Goosebump Monsters, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for me, I thought this was incredibly fun. Um, I loved it. I was obsessed with Brooke Markham as the lead in that. I thought her performance was just spot on. She mm-hmm. she's incredible. I'm in love with her. Um, and I love the introduction that she gave because I think they were all just twatted. Um, <laughs> they were great. They absolutely were. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Again, a, a massively original story that you don't get that often, which... It, bizarrely enough, I mean, it's not, but it's almost like an anthology film without being an anthology film. As yeah. in, yeah, we've got no, the, right. yeah, this set up, and then like we've got this witch, and then the next part of the story is like a werewolf, and then the next part of the story is a, a zombie. And it's like, oh my God, like... It's, yeah. But, yeah, it was really cool. You did the obviously bless you, you weren't feeling well for the weekend. You did risk pretty much an entire storyline, an entire anthology segment. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what I did, but still everything else I saw, I it's, absolutely adored. It's really weird because there's a bit where one thing happens and then everything leaves off that, and then they man then they manage to stop what happened and it goes back to where we were before. So if you walked out at that point and came back in, you'd never know that you'd missed it. You'd never know that you'd missed this bit. I didn't know. I didn't know. Fair. So, Fair, do you remember hidden in the woods where you went to the toilet watching a family drama and you came back to cannibals and you were just yeah. like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. It was the old, it was the first time in a festival I'd gone for a Ouija in a film, and never again. <laughs> well, I have done now, but it was massively confusing. Yes. What the wheel? <laughs> Both both um yeah shaky shivers fantastic if should have not picked that up the fools absolute fools uh we moved on to something a bit darker then <laughs> another cheerful <laughs> cheerful comedy rom <laughs> yeah if uh if brother and sister rom-com is your thing then megalomaniac <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so bleak it was so right. so bleak I, I that sounds weird to say I enjoyed I enjoyed this film. I think it is the the performances are great. It's it's it looks in the same way the Golden Gloves look grimy and horrible and nasty. It's got that same kind of aesthetic. Yes, but isn't I say and it's the subject matter is that but everyone rave everyone as raving maybe the wrong word everyone's saying about how bleak and dark is. I just seen my. I just seem to be on a completely different level to people nowadays. In the same way that that shudder one where the family go and visit the uh, the avoid. Yeah. Where yeah. people are on about how they can how they can cope with that afterwards. And you know, I'm leaving that because I don't want to get started on that again. You're on that one, I agree. But that wasn't as extreme as I thought it was. But in be. the same way that this same way that this is unrelentingly bleak, I don't think yeah, it's the story the story is miserable. I don't think it's that kind of there is no God kind of end of things that the when you go and watch No, it. not not sorry, Mercy, you're dying to speak. Go ahead. No, 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 I'm not dying. I'm just following rules. Uh, <laughs> but I actually agree with you, Chris. I think the the way it's presented as this really bleak film, and I'm glad you mentioned Golden Glove, because to me the Golden Glove is one of the bleakest films I've seen for a long time. It's dirty, it's grimy, it made me feel physically like repulsed. 
and that's what I wanted. That's what I thought I was going to walk into. And instead, I got like Wizard of Oz in comparison to like Golden Glove. Like it was just a bit like brighter and 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 just didn't really work. It, I felt some of the violence was just forced to shock. I genuinely did. It weren't even for me the violence of it. It was more the fact that I mean, I, I, uh, I'm going to have to give a little bit away. Spoiler, you've got five seconds to turn it off and we'll return in a minute's time. Give 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 them a second to actually allow them to skip back, skip forward in two minutes. Go on. Can I go? It was more the fact that this poor girl was getting raped over and over again and nobody was doing anything about it. If they were just allowing it to happen and allowing her to get assaulted, and it, that's that was the bleakness for me. That was why it felt so ugh, horrible. In the same way that I feel the bleakness in Golden Glove when all the women start getting beaten. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get that. that. That is a very bleak storyline. Um, I can't, you can't dispute that. Mm. I just think overall, the overall effect of the film didn't have the effect that I anticipated based on the feedback I'd heard about the yeah. film. Fair enough. I just realised we've gone for another two films with no synopsis. <laughs> um, um, you did, brother and sister. There you go, that's a synopsis. What more do you need in this film? There's no real synopsis. Shaky, shaky shiver. She thinks she might be a werewolf. <laughs> That's yes. a Do you know what? If, if you want to know any synopsis about this film, that the, they're all well, they're all available on the Soho website. So oh. Soho SohoHorrorFest.com. Get on there; it's got a list of everything. Oh, expected us to do all the work for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just sit there and watch them and just describe what happens every moment, shall we? It's it's hard to describe megalomaniac without giving everything away. Like um, somebody did a short sum up of it for me at Celluloid, and even that I knew too much, so I don't really want to go into it, sort of thing. So go, just go check it out. It's it's great. Ish. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's horrible and bleak. I don't know why I said that. I was I was my brain was just filling time because nobody was speaking. So next up was the fun. The anthology-filled Satanic Hispanics. And not Hispanic Panic, because I spent the whole weekend calling it. Also a cool name for it, I think. Sounds kind of, sounds kind of like a, a Daily Mail headline, though. <laughs> they both sound like Daily Mail headlines. Um, this was obviously my dream, because anthology, I love an anthology film, and this had some hilarious ones in it in particular one about a vampire trying to get home uh, the, the whole wraparound is uh pedro from napoleon dynamite um if someone could pull me up his name he's a traveler is what he's known as oh is he known as a traveler yeah. right okay yeah so it's all about him having these um he, he needs to get somewhere in a certain time and they bring out these pieces of evidence and he's got to say where they're from and such and yeah. that leads on to a story the synopsis so essentially he's a traveler around worlds and portals and alternate dimensions and bits and as you say all these stories linking the various offshoots of these kind of fantastical worlds and stories and bits and pieces 
But the, the vampire segment was definitely my favourite. See, I really enjoyed the one from Terrified director. Also great, yes. Because I just wanted to make that film over and over. As I said, until one of us dies, I don't I don't care about him developing his career or his style. I just wanted to make Terrified every two years. Yeah. Mercer, any thoughts on Satanic Hispanics? I'd like to pass on this one, thank you. Oh, no. There must have been something in it you liked. I didn't like it. I thought the jump scare in the Terrified Dudes one terrified dudes one was good that's pretty much it you didn't think the vampire one was funny i didn't like it i just didn't like it at all i thought it was acted terribly i thought the stories were boring um i didn't like anything no it was uh it wasn't for me i'm afraid and it was the one okay. i was looking the most forward to okay I, really, I had a fun time with it the restaurant segment as well was brilliant yes. i want to elaborate on that but the restaurant one as you say the vampire is that the one with Selma Hayek um, or the vampire from Dust Till Dawn pops up? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Boring as fuck. Move on. Wow. You know, you can't please all the people all the time. It's just when they're, when they're unfortunate things. We can't all love the same stuff. No. The world would be boring if we did. And talk about not all loving the same stuff. All jacked up and full of worms. It wasn't for me, I will say. I want one of you to give a synopsis for this film because I don't have a fucking clue what um, it was. If I was going to give any sort of synopsis, it would probably be people start taking worms and freak the fuck out and people, trip. Yeah, people start taking what should be hallucinogenic worms and then scenes that aren't as shocking as anyone would want you to believe happen. Fear and loathing with worms. Yes. But not as good. <laughs> it like I say, it just wasn't for me this one. And like you say, you can't win them all. So I was expecting something more shocking, I think, than than I actually got. And it was too late in the it was too late in the night for it to be just odd for being odd. If it had been shocking, I could have I probably could have been more with it, but just mm. being not that shocking and just weird. Was not enough to keep me hooked. Unfortunately, yeah. it's fine. I say I don't. I wouldn't say go. I wouldn't say avoid it. I'd no, say it's no. it perfectly functional. But it was definitely interesting. I would say, but like you, I was very tired, and because I don't think the storyline is very linear at all, um, I was a bit lost. And honestly, some of the people in that were absolutely terrible. Um, I think Mitch told us one of the, the girls, I think it might have been the prostitute, I'm not sure which, was from the Scary of 61st. Oh. And you can tell because she just couldn't <laughs> fucking act. She couldn't act in that. She couldn't act in this. Um, I'm sorry, no disrespect. Although there's a lot of disrespect there. I can't take that disrespect back. I don't think she's very talented. But obviously someone does because she's she's getting work more than I've got. So I didn't. I, re- I really didn't pay attention to Mitch saying she was in Scary 61st. I just got up. I just got no. This is not for me. Um, moving on, anyway, let's move past the negativity. Um, Masking the Threshold, again, a massively original concept for a film. It, I mean, I know you've got a lot to say on this, Mercer, so I'll just get my thoughts out on it oh. briefly. Um, 
it were a bit of a weird one for me, this one, because ASMR disgusts me. I don't like listening to it. It makes me feel sick. The whole, like, when people do the tapping of the nail, like, I hate it. I really, really hate it. Um, but like a lot of people said, this, this is a film you could just listen, you could listen to it as a pod as well. And it would work just as well as a pod in terms of the sound design. I know Mercer, I know Mercer said that straight afterwards when I went and asked you have a chat about the film with him. He was saying he'd like to see it or hear it mm. as a podcast. Mercer, spill your guts on this one. I honestly I ain't got nothing to say. I don't understand why Mitch programmed it. It made literally no sense to me whatsoever for it to be in any festival at all. I'm lying. I loved it. It, might, it was my favorite. <laughs> 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 he completely misjudged his reaction. <laughs> it was. This was my favorite, and I think it was my favorite because I literally had no expectations going into it, and the way it's presented to me, or the way it's presented to me, was just like it felt genius. Mm. Um, I thought, and it's practically a one-man film, yeah? yeah? Obviously, there is the introduction of a secondary character, but the film's pretty much carried by this one guy, and I was mesmerised by him. Like, I thought, like, for someone to be able to engage with us without without us seeing him, mm. I think a lot of how we engage with people is watching <laughs> their physical, like, reactions and their, you know, the, the way they present themselves is is something that pulls you in more than just a voice sometimes I think unless like you're trying to go to sleep so you listen to that ASMR shit but or a podcast or a podcast oh yeah oh yeah that's yeah but we don't engage people they just listen to us um but no but I think it was um as a film so when you obviously when you go into listen to a podcast or you're listening to ASMR you are going in with the intention of it being um like an, an an oral, 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 however, you, oral? however, audio, you it. Oh. like an audio, like it's a, it's a, it's a hearing task, in it. Whereas yeah, a film, yeah, oral, I think well, yeah, oral. But when you're going to watch a film, you're obviously like the most, like the majority of people, it's a, it's two, in it, it's visual and oral. So mm-hmm. to to, and I think that helps us engage. Obviously, not everyone. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was genius. I thought the way it was put together was genius. I thought the script was genius. I thought the slow decline, uh, the build-up was genius. And the payoff, to me, was genius. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I also really enjoyed it. I, I can't say add a lot to what Mercer's already said, but I will mm-hmm. say it had an interesting way that the actual plot was delivered and the film was actually delivered. Because it wasn't, because it's just him on his own, you can't do the usual narrative. You can't have him meeting other people and then something happens or something. So it ran very much like him reading his thesis. Yes. To us. We, which, we, we also haven't necessarily said what this is about. Because again, we've done no synopsis. Sorry, there's the, the gentleman in question develops tinnitus after being at work and conducting a series of experiments just in his day-to-day work life, starts to develop tinnitus. And it's his obsession with finding the root cause of this and digging into ways of managing it and treating it and trying to remove it from his life that drives him more and more obsessive and mad as he tries to dig deeper and deeper into it. 
fucking hate tinnitus. But yeah, I've I've I'm a tinnitus sufferer, Same. and just now I've got that low. Just sitting here doing the podcast, I've got that low pitch ringing in my ear. No, thankfully it's not so it affects my day to day life. I can understand how it dry would drive if it was that much worse. How it could drive someone completely up the wall. But as I say, the delivery of it in that kind of thesis, do YouTube kind of without being without him just filming that kind of YouTube video delivery of what he's doing. Mm. It's it was really interesting, well original. Really well done, yeah. I, I think this is one of them films that when you read about it on paper, I think you might be turned off by the idea. Uh, but don't be. Like, just, it's, it is, I mean, it's taught me a lesson. Just give things a try, yeah? If you don't like it, you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> or you can sit and wallow in misery while everyone else is enjoying it. Um, but give oh, it yeah, a try. Like... Yeah. Um, we we got to hypochondriac about that. I don't think we need to go too much into hypochondriac because we've covered it before. We covered it in Fright Fright Fest. It's still brilliant. It is still brilliant. In fact, if I'm honest, it probably works better a second time. I thought yes. it worked better this time they did the first. When weirdly, it seems not that it seems not that it's overly long the first time around, but it seems much short. It just goes in the blink of an eye the second time time around. It really whips whips along. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do here is not a bit controversial, but I'm going to mix up the films a little bit if I'm here. Um, and I think we know why we're doing this. We certainly know why we're doing this. Um, so Polaris, I didn't get to see myself. We were eating. We were eating, yes. We're, again, we're, we'll miss mobile films because we're eating. Uh, Mercer, did you watch that film? Right. So the synopsis on Polaris is it's about a young girl in, um, what's it called when the world's gone to shit? Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. So what is it? Do you know, like, Waterworld, my kind of ar- That kind of Armageddon kind of end of the world. Yeah, Armageddon, post- yeah. That post-apocalyptic. post-apocalypse, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. There's a young girl who's grown up in a post-apocalyptic world being raised by polar bears. And um, As you do. As you do. It's an entirely female cast, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically what happens is the polar bear gets... Um, kidnapped maybe murdered who knows and a uh, young girl kind of seeks revenge something along their lines two John things Wick, but with a polar bear yeah uh so first of all uh i just gotta say for a girl that's been brought up and raised by polar bears she has very human movements and also wears human clothes i don't understand how or why she wears human clothes but she does and to me that completely turned me off from the get-go, because I'm like, you've been brought up by polar bears. They Even if they were going to dress her in something, it would be furs, animal skins wrapped around, not trousers and boots and a hat. Do you know what I mean? How would a polar bear know how to teach this girl to wear these clothes? And I can't get past that <clears throat> moment in that film because it drives me crazy. She also okay. knows how to do other things like shoot arrows and start fires and... Um, make snowballs. I don't know if she does make snowballs, but I assume that she probably can with all the other skills that she's got from a polar bear upbringing. Polar bears could make snowballs. They can't have opposable thumbs. You can just sort of do it with with the palms of your hands. You don't need thumbs to make a... Either way, it looks stunning. Couldn't get past that. I was getting angrier and angrier with the film as it got on, probably because I was getting drunker and drunker and hungrier and hungrier. 
And then I hit a point when I went, I would rather eat than sit here raging about a child wearing clothes. That sounds really bizarre, <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody who should be dressed in animal skins and walking on all appropriately. fours. Appropriately. Somebody who should be dressed appropriately. Not dressed in boots and Gucci boots and stuff. Drove me crazy. So I left, unfortunately. I it looked well, like It did look good from what I caught at the end. Yeah, yeah it, it looked absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, thank you, Mercer, for enlightening us on that one. Uh, Cult Hero was a lot of fun for the last film. Um, very. Dog the Bounty Hunter takes on a cult. <laughs> Yeah. The description, be fair, the description on the so <laughs> on the Soho website says Dog the Valley, and it's completely apt. It is basically this uh this Karen type lady, uh real realtor. Uh, her husband gets taken in by this cult and she wants to bust him out. So again, hires this guy who's... this fallen TV star, ex yeah. ex cult buster, dog the bounty hunter style. It's got a lot of laughs in it, it's a lot of fun. And when you've had a few drinks, is you know, one a perfect film to just laugh along to. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've got a tip for this film, though. Just have a few drinks and not Mercer drinks because you'll fall asleep and miss what was undoubtedly a good film. Mercer, I hate to tell you this, but everyone just has a few drinks and not Mercer <laughs> drinks. There's just Mercer who's having Mercer drinks. I'm just saying, mate. Is this my intervention? <laughs> it is. We've, got, we've called it here, so everyone can hear, so there's no backing out yeah. of it. He says that with a glass of red wine. Everyone's mm. sitting in the waiting room, ready to come in one by one. I'm going for hot, like orange hot chocolate after this from Duncan. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Um, this might not be everybody's film of the festival. It's my film of the festival, but the reason I'm saving it to last is because of how affected we all were. And whether it was your favourite or not, we all had a good cry. It was my film of the weekend. Can we just start off with pre-film and the misleading <laughs> introduction fun time. <laughs> and fun time we had with the magic show? Yes. Uh, well, I was going to come to that at the end in terms of what else happened at the festival. But yes. This... It's a huge part of this film. Yeah, Sorry, my uh, so th this film was preceded by, um, like you say, a magic show, yeah. which was so incredible and yeah. fun. Yeah, and by the director and the star, hmm. Shane Brader. Yes. Um, and yeah, spectacular. We have got the we've, we've got the good fortune of going up at the front to take part in. Yes, we take did. part yeah. in card tricks as well. It was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. And he continued to do card tricks throughout the after party as well. Would you just come up and do a random card trick on you? It was great. It was like being in Vegas. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Loved it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a moment. But yeah, this film is Breathing Happy. Totally misleading tile, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, this This guy's life is basically going to shit really he's a recovering addict mm. is what he is yeah. so he's coming it's christmas time and he's coming to his one year one year sober or one year drug free mm. however you structure drug free or so sober and he he has a series of odd 
Christmas Carol-esque vision, trippy drug visions mm-hmm. that try to lead him astray before yeah. his one year's break. And we see everything that's ran up in the run-up to what's placed him at this point. Scrooge Briar. Yes. So <laughs> as I say, so we have a whole back we have a whole backstory that we go we go through in a cut with what's going on now. Yeah. I say to see where he's come from and where he's where he is now. And uh, I mean like watching a Christmas carol, you know, you know what you're getting, you know you're getting your past, your present and your future and whatnot. Um the, the this was devastating. It was a devastating film and just hit several times in the heart and just destroyed me. Absolutely destroyed me. It and, was yeah. It was such a weird experience. There was a point where I uh, <coughs> I got a little tear rolling down the side of my face and I thought, oh God, I'm crying again. Um, and then I saw you reach into your bag for and you got out a tissue and I thought, oh, Faye's crying. Except you handed the tissue to Chris. I'm like, oh my God, Chris is crying <laughs> and Faye's crying. And I just did a quick like scan and I'm like, everybody's crying crying mm. and then as soon as like i realized everyone were crying by what like my my secret tears just went oh fuck you well, we're coming out now we are I, coming out to play i had to take myself off to the toilet for a little cry during the film uh one particular scene where he's talking to his um well uh, we're gonna say mom it is his um, adopted mom that's the right word yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's not adopted her so he yeah, yeah. um <laughs> And it's just the effect that his drug use has on her and how much she's suffering as a result of it just punched me. And I, like I said, I had to set myself off, have a little cry. I thought, right, that's it. Calm yourself now. This is ridiculous. Came and sat back down. And then there was just more and more. And then it got to the end and we're like, all right, we're, we're, all, we're all crying. We're not going to talk no. about the end. I'm not going to see what happens. But we're all cried out. And then he's like, oh, hang on. There's another bit that's just going to push her over the edge. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then they showed the end part and uh, I bawled at that point. I couldn't stop it coming. I couldn't. I think I cried solidly for about the last 20 minutes of that. Yeah. Film. yeah. It was from, amazing. Yeah. From, from a, once I started, I didn't stop. And I didn't stop afterwards. And it was that weird, weird, it was so cathartic, but it was this moment of, considering like it's a genre festival, so we're all there for like the horror, the, the thrills and the chills and the, the spills or whatever it is, but what we say, um, when he come up and started speaking and he was just looking at an entire audience of people sobbing their eyes out, and then he started sobbing his eyes out, making everyone sub their eyes out even we, more. We literally had a group therapy session. That's exactly what that was. It was therapy for everybody to get something off their chest. You know, we 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 all know in that room, in any room in a horror film festival, there's probably a little bit of trauma hidden amongst everyone. Um, and this just brought everything to the surface. And I loved it. It, it wasn't done in a I'm gonna make you cry kind of way. It was done in a this is a a, a you know, a real feeling story yeah. and it's going to affect you. And it did. It absolutely did. Plus it's got Aaron and Justin in it as well as voices yeah. of doors. They're doors. They are doors, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Moorhead and Benson. Yeah. What did I say? You just said Aaron and Justin. Oh yeah. Sorry. As My apologies. Wrong, as if we're besties. Yeah. Well, we are besties. We're not. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, you know, shout out to Darren Gaskell as well. Bless him because I, 
promised him tears during hypochondriac and nothing came he seemed to make up for it in this one a lot bless him so i'm i'm really I've, glad I've, Darren yeah, got his say, i think they were taken aback by just how how fucked everyone was after they'd after they'd watched this it, they were just a great story andy incorporates the magic in it as well um didn't say that so the magic tricks that were done before the film and that he does professionally they were in the film which just made it that bit more special fantastic film fucking loved it like i can't wait to watch it again and just break down yeah. all over again it was it was an experience and, it was um yeah it was, like i said just afterwards like everyone like you, you went outside and people were still crying and like everyone's hugging each other and there was one person there sam who told us about how she refuses to let well, her emotions get the better of or in a public place because you know that's not who she is and she wants to feel comfortable around everyone and she's sobbing a little eyes out <laughs> and everyone's like oh my god it was so intense i blame kate if i'm honest kate orton uh, Tiggy Cambridge on Twitter, get her looked up. I blame her because ever since she's come on the scene, I've seen a film every year where I've cried and we've had to have, have a hug. It happened during um, Nocturna yeah. Side A. It happened during Slapface. It's happened during... Is that his Slapface? Yes. Yeah, so it's happened during that. this. So I, I always seem to cry around her. So I'm thinking she's she's bringing crying energy. As I say, this... As, Which I don't mind, Kate, by the way. It's, it's very rare for any any genre piece to really move me that I might, I might have a little tear occasionally but I say this just this absolutely broke yeah broke me it broke a lot of people a lot a lot of people so yeah please check that out when you can because oh amazing absolutely amazing so in terms of shorts won't go through them purely because they are shorts saying anything about them is giving them away however there, there are a lot there are a lot and they are fucking fantastic i mean quality beautiful chef's kiss your top short guys without going too much into it mine was the wilds which i knew know you guys saw at cell before wolf manor before wolf manor yeah but I didn't because I dug out of Wolf Manor because I'd already seen it for Fest. So I didn't feel the need of bothering watching it. I love that show. It's a great show. Yeah. So essentially, a, a sister, a estranged daughter from what we've learned in this short, 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 is called back to the family homestead where we find her brother having to be cared for because he's in a certain way. Yeah. Which we won't go into. But just the comedy and the relationship between the family and just this, this it's not the ter- it's not terrifying short, but the effects are done really well. Yeah. And the relationship between them is great. It's really funny. And I highly recommend checking it out. Same. Mercer, your pick. I would go with White Wedding, which was the story of um, an interracial uh gay couple getting married one of them's there one of them's pregnant um the grandmother of the bride isn't very happy with the interracial relationship so she gives the bride two i don't know <laughs> the second bride the pregnant bride the pregnant bride a, the pregnant bride a um cursed um i think it's like a stopwatch uh, locket mm-hmm. Um, that forces her to travel to different times or different versions of the timeline that she's in. Um, and there's a fantastic musical piece in it. And it's amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah. 
I'd like to be able to try to do a different time before I fucking watch that. Oh, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was garbage. I, yeah, it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to go with Kickstart My Heart because as if I didn't want to cry enough, I cried at that as well, like a dickhead. Uh, it's based on a true story. Uh, not all of it, <laughs> obviously, but it, it's, the, the, idea came, the idea came from a true story. Um, this lady was in a car crash and it wasn't looking good she basically had to like rehabilitate learn to walk in yeah learn to do everything scratch and just rehab and it's about her in in the kind of middling ground between being conscious and coming back to not conscious and coming back to consciousness and and they, they do show some real life footage at the end which just choked me up something wrong brilliant show i mean i wish i'd been in a car crash so i didn't have to listen to chris's shitty opinions on things um but um i got very buff buffy vibes from it yes yeah 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 it's really good really really good yeah. but a lot of great shows to say if you can check any of them out anywhere as we said before it's always hard because they're doing the festival circuit so it's you can't always track them down because they're not in general no. releasing out there yet. Because we're still ne- we're never going to see the love story. It's never going to turn back up. It's like that beer. Good, cho- not good choice. Yeah, good it's choice. Good choice or fresh. Yeah, in the same way, my my Rudolph beer that I had once and it was amazing. That short, I've seen it once. It was amazing. Gotta let it go. Never going to see it again. Gotta let it go. Um. That is everything that was shown at Soho, but you know that that wasn't where it ended. Mitch, as always, put his heart and soul into this festival, and you know, like I say, gave us polar bear outfits, gave us magic tricks, uh, gave us creepy crawlies, so you could hold like yeah, there's a hot millipedes and would, stuff. Yeah, exactly. As you say it, so a, much fun. A, I'm not sure how, what you call them, an insect hand wrangler. It, it was, yeah, brought yeah. in. Brought in a series insectorist during, <laughs> during one of the breaks between the films brought in a whole set of different creepy callies so there's some spiders there's cockroaches what was the thing i was called the stick oh stick insects this right stick insects feel like rubber it's so odd because you'd think they'd feel like kind of hard and but they're really springy and soft love stick insects now they did also have a tarantula um poor thing not a lot of people go in the no. cage and i'm like oh poor little thing so squishy, so squishy and so furry. But that was a lot of fun anyway. Um, we had shots. Shots were turned, were sent around before the end. Of Cult Hero, yeah, before Cult Hero. Yeah. Because they're obviously cult, so uh, you have to do a shot when you're part of the cult. Some good Q&As after the films this year as well, especially people hanging around and just chatting afterwards. Yeah, that was really cool. There was a lot of the directors and stars who were more than happy to hang out mm-hmm. A good chunk of the weekend, which is always called cool out yeah. Grab hold of have a chat. It was just such an it was such a good vibe this year in terms of I I get I get this way about films like film festivals that happen later on in the year because it's colder outside and you want to, you know, like snuggle up inside and get comfy with your blanket and watch all these films. And this Soho this year was probably my favorite festival that I've been to of the year for the atmosphere, for the content that went in it, for the way fucking breathing happy 
destroyed me like absolutely destroyed me it was just fantastic and I was even ill all weekend like I'm really sorry to anyone who followed me in the toilet because I could not stop pooping I don't know what was wrong with me but I couldn't stop there was two toilets and I'm really really sorry um even though I was shitting myself for a good chunk of the weekend it was still my favorite film festival of the year well there you go we can't get more of an endorsement than that do you know what I mean even if you're shitting yourself, you're gonna have a good time. It's it's hard it's hard to praise your friends without sounding like you're ass kissing. But honestly, the, the amount of work Mitch puts in, we say this every single time, and we we hadn't even touched on the Soho one. Unfortunately, I was working all weekend, so I couldn't get to see a lot of it. But they had some amazing films. Stag, Stag was brilliant. We could do a whole other episode on Soho. But we're really lazy, as we've said. So it's unlikely to see the light of day anytime soon. But um, yeah, well done, Mitch, because I'd say, as usual, it was fantastic. It has jumped up a level this year. It's yeah, gone up. It's the first time I've been All to right. it. So. Chill out. So, His ticket prices are going to go up if you keep picking <laughs> it up like this. Seriously. Yeah, it was shit. Lower your ticket prices. I'm joking. It was so <laughs> fucking cheap. What you want about? Um, oh, and merch. I'm on my third Soho hoodie. I finally got something to replace my grey one that is now just ripped apart at the arms because I've worn it every day through lockdown. There you go. There you go. I'm just going to give a special shout out to Shane Brady, director for you happy, for also when I chatted at the bar, insisting to see a picture of our dog. <gasps> when I mentioned him, it didn't, didn't, I was only, only mentioned him in passing, he goes, have you got a picture? That is, that is the that is the correct reaction if anyone says they've got a dog, do you have a picture? Because we all want to see pictures of dogs, don't we? Mercer looking like he just wants to die. <laughs> I see my doggy enough. I don't need to see everybody else's. Although I'm currently in a photo, photo uh, voting system that's all dogs and they're so adorable. Because dogs are adorable. We don't deserve dogs. We don't. Let's cook them up and eat them. No! Stop that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that was Soho 2022. Fun that's was had, films were watched. The end of the festival year, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it, it now. Done. Unless Mitch pulls anything out of his... Uh, behind before it the end of the year. It would not surprise me. He's working constantly, bless him. He needs to have a rest before he does all else, but you can't tell him because he'll probably be already arranging something right now. I'm sure he will be. Mm. And it'll be great because it's Mitch. And we know who will be. Of course it will. Mercer, do you have any last thoughts to add? Um, No, I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> On what? Thoughts on what? Just on us, or life, or, or Soho? Your outpouring of love for your friend, for his amazing festival. Oh, we all know that, we, uh, listen, it's no secret, is it, that we're big, we've all got massive, like, odd-on, wide-ons, whatever you want to say. We're all, like, in love with the Soho Horror Film Festival. Mm -hmm. It is probably my favourite festival, and not because it's run by Mitch, but because I just feel like it's it's... In the short amount of time that it's been grow going, it's built up a, a really good family, but mm -hmm. a family that really kind of like feels more like a family than yeah. the other festivals. Right. So that was Soho 
2022. We will be back with hopefully an episode more in our own inimitable style in the next week or so. We've got us in gear and actually decide on a category to watch. We are running out. We might have to revisit exactly what I spit on your grade stands for. So, yeah. But don't worry, we won't be going too far away for too long. If you want to follow us, you can do on the socials. We are at Spit Grays on Twitter and Instagram. I spit on your grades on Facebook. And you can always email us, should you feel the need to do so, at electricpossums at gmail.com. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Okay then, over and out. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Peace.